1: do you want to be a leader in a constantly changing world our emerging leaders look different come from various backgrounds and from all different age groups leadership is changing and it's hard to keep up but the good news you can be a leader too you can be an emerging leader welcome to the limitless leadership lounge a tri-generational conversation for emerging leaders come spend some time with us to discuss leadership from three angles. The coach, Jim Johnson, the professor, Dr. Anuma Kareem, the host, John Gehring, a monthly guest, and you. Get in on the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. So come on in and make yourself comfortable. Well, you hear him on our
2: uh, imaging right beginning of the show, and you'll hear him now. Uh, we're joined by a special guest today on the Limitless Leadership Lounge. I'm John Garing, your host. We also have, of course, as always, Doctor Anuma Kareem uh, from Heroes for All, and Coach Jim Johnson along with us and this week we're also joined by mark erickson who we have uh, as the voice that you hear first on this podcast before we even come on and he's a uh, audio producer of all forms and voiceover professional mark erickson we're so glad to have you in uh, here today um how are things out there in the cincinnati area
1: Things are going just fantastic, and I'm glad to be here, and, and thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. Dr.
2: Renuma Karim, also from Heroes for All. That's your organization. Um, I know you had some questions for Mark yeah. today. Why don't you get us going?
3: Uh, first, thank you so much, uh, Mar- uh, Mark, for the wonderful voice at the beginning. It made the, It gave all the spirit of the program, so thank you so much for that.
1: You're very um, welcome.
3: Thank you, and I have my first question, and I'm really curious uh, to ask this question to all the creative individuals, and definitely you are one of the individuals in the field of creativity. So how does, many young people ask me, like, I don't know what my passion is. How do I know which career to choose? Um, My question to you, how did you know that you will have this unique voice that will resonate with you and you will find that alignment in this career? How do you choose this path? And when did
1: you know? Well, the the path kind of chose me, and and uh, it it kind of goes back to when I was uh, when I was little. In fact, in the background behind me, you see that little red thing right there. Yeah, that's yeah. the very first radio that I ever received. My uh, mom and dad gave that to me, uh-huh. and I really liked listening to the radio, but never thought about being on the radio or doing any kind of voicing or things of that sort. When I got into high school, um. I sort of accidentally got a job on the radio, um, but it was sort of by accident, not really thinking that I was ever going to do anything like that. Uh, and I went to school to be a computer scientist, to, you know, work with with uh, numbers and Fortran or whatever the, the, the computer Williams, language is. Right. <laughs> and what happened was, is that I found out that I didn't really like it. And I ended up having to take a couple of steps back. I ended up not really having a whole lot of uh, options and ran out of, you know, the, the college direction I went at first wasn't really right for me. I had to bail out, joined the army for a couple of years wow. and came back out. And one of the things I learned uh, right away when it came to finding what I wanted to do, when I entered what I thought college was for the first time, I thought, get a career where you're going to make a really good living. Mm. And what, what I found out was, is that for me, that wasn't right. And I think when people ask me that question now uh, about w- how do you find your path, I just went with what I liked. And so I went back to that radio and I really liked radio and I didn't really know why I liked it, but I liked it. And I thought, well, if I could put my effort into radio uh, the effort would just happen naturally because I really, really like it. Yeah. And then just see where it takes me. My parents were horrified when they found out I was going to go into <laughs> into radio because their experience with radio back back in the, what this would have been the early eighties. Uh, the radio station that I worked at as a part-timer was a very small radio station up in Cadillac, Michigan. And all of the DJs couldn't afford rent. So they all lived in one house. So oh. they all, and so that's what my my mom and dad thought that's what my life was going to be like. Um, And I guess I did too, but I didn't really care because I thought I really liked radio. Let's just go ahead and do that. And let's see where it takes me. And it took me way farther than I ever thought. And I got a chance to experience a lot of different things and I guess kind of dream big in my mind and ended up doing all kinds of really Really great things, way beyond what I thought. You know, I I would do, and of course, I'm not living in a house with a bunch of DJs. I've got my own place and and a family, and the whole ball of wax, and everything worked out. And I remember even my mom at one point they came to visit when I was at a I think I was at my second radio station, and it really aesthetically it looked beautiful. My mom was kind of walking around, and she did one of those things like, "Wow." Maybe this is going to work out for you, I I guess. Um, So my approach to that whole thing was uh, do what you were, do what you're interested in doing. The effort will come out automatically because if you like what you're doing, you're going to, you're going to try well. I didn't worry about the money. Just don't even worry about that. Just let that happen Mm -hmm. and uh, obviously live within your means, uh, but really enjoy what you do. And so I've actually been in radio full time for, what, 31 years and then was sort of ceremoniously sort of retired um, on that. But I never felt as though I was working. I always felt like I was having fun um, the whole time. And I guess in theory, that's kind of what I was doing. So that's I guess that's what I'd say about that.
3: Yeah, and I think you perfectly uh, identified that finding your element uh, material, finding your element concept. Uh, And it is so important because many of the young people now feel anxious and depressed even when they are in their career because they chose money, not their interests. And now I see even my friends in their 40s, they're depressed and anxious and they have regrets like they did not follow what they really wanted to.
1: Yes. And, 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 and another thought on that was, is that um, when I thought about going into radio, of course, my parents weren't into it. And a lot of my friends were like, what do you, you know, what are you thinking? And to believe it or not, I wasn't a very good reader at the time and reading it actually is pretty important. And as voice quality went, I don't remember anybody ever saying, wow, you have this great this great voice and all that. And I just flat out decided not to listen to him for some, I don't know why, but I just didn't listen to him. And my son, even nowadays, you know, when he's trying to, he's 22 now and he's in college and he's, you know, he's studying what he thinks he's going to like. And, but when I ask him what he's passionate about, what he likes, he always talks about video games or YouTube. And I say to him, you know, if, you're in the same boat I was back when I didn't know what my career was going to be, but I knew I really liked radio. So just go after that. And even trying to convince my son, you know, Hey, if you, if you like video games, maybe you can do something in video games. Uh, If you like YouTube, maybe there's something inside YouTube that you can do. And I actually, you know, when I was looking at my career, I was like, I really liked music. I really liked listening to music. And so I started out as a DJ, which is, I mean, that's exactly what I was doing when I was a little kid. And then when I got inside radio, I found out about this making commercials and making audio and doing all of that. And then that's when I went, okay, that's what I want to do inside this. I didn't necessarily want to be a DJ, Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was cool, but um, I actually found something then with inside that thing that nobody else really liked, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, If you ask any DJs, if they're still around, if they like making commercials, they'll say, no, nobody likes doing any of that. And so to me, it worked out great because nobody in the building wanted to do it. And so I was always the guy that, okay, I'll, you know, I'll do it. It's fun. And I didn't mind being behind the scenes more um, and, and doing it that way. So, yeah, I, you know, again, I think it has to come down to what do you like and then just go, go for it, go after it, even if it doesn't seem like it makes, much sense, I guess, because I think the effort that you'll put into it, if you can just punch through the the very beginning of it, I think then you'll be able to see what's going on, and then things widen out, and then you can sort of start, you know, dialing into to to where you want to go, and you're having fun doing what you like, and right. you know, and believe it or not, if 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 I can make a living doing what I did. Anybody can, because it, it, it and it was it, it's so interesting to think about that, because I never really even thought about, you know, I never worried about, you know, money as like I did before. I was so busy having too much fun and doing what I like to do and waking up in the morning and, you know, and, and and going into to work. The other thing that I did, too, and I think young people uh, should try this. And I know I did it on purpose was have a, get some jobs that you absolutely hate. Mm. I've worked in I've worked in restaurants. In fact, I only lasted two weeks, and mm-hmm. I couldn't take it anymore. I worked in some uh, I worked at Rainbow Factory Company making rainbows, uh, rainbow vacuum cleaners. Did the same thing for eight hours a day, twelve seconds at a time. You know, put this oh, wow. nut on that bolt, oh, wow. and did that for a whole summer. I worked in a, in a, another factory where you poured metal into castings and also rubber rubber into castings, you'd come out. The only thing you'd see would be the whites of your eyes. You'd be covered in this, this Uh, stuff. And I did those jobs. Number one, to see number, it was kind of a, for me, it was kind of like, well, you can get a factory job. And maybe you like a factory job, and you know, factory jobs can be great if you like it, but if you don't like it, it was a great motivator for me to do something else. And that's what I, I used those jobs for. Because at the point, I didn't really have a whole lot of experience. So even if you're if 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 you're a young person and you don't think where you're at right now is working for you, uh, just take that experience and use that as a trampoline to kind of launch yourself in another direction if you want to go. You know, if you're working in a restaurant and you don't like it use that as a motivator um, to go somewhere else and, and do what you like. And uh, it'll, it'll probably work. It worked for me.
0: Yeah, right, Mark, you got some great thoughts. I, I'm curious. Uh, cause you're hearing, you know, cause of COVID uh, something I've heard is the mass exodus. And I know for you, you went from working for a big corporation now that you're going into your own business So I'd be curious, and and as you well know, we're trying to help young and emerging leaders. And I know a lot of people think about going in your own business. Now that you've done it, can you share uh, maybe a couple thoughts, a positive and negative? So a couple things that you think people um, need to know to make that transition, to make your business work, and maybe a mistake or two you made uh, so they don't make the same mistake.
1: Yeah, I think let's start with the positives. Um, number one, this is, this is such new territory for me because, you know, when I was, when I was working, um, I was always the guy that I I always felt as though that I was better at working for somebody than I was for my, myself, but i would never really worked for myself. And I'd always planned on doing what I'm doing now. And then jumping at some point when I felt comfortable to the freelance world that i'm in right now um and so i learned basically i just kind of watched what other leaders were doing that i was working for and and one of the things i did was is i would find somebody that was a really good leader in my mind and kind of ride their coattails to the next radio job and and things of that sort and watch what they did and try to try to emulate and recreate what they did um when it came to to jumping into what i'm doing now i was more or less forced into it as opposed to jumping to it that and i guess my first thing there i would say is is don't wait until you're comfortable just go ahead and jump Um, i mean if you can straddle both worlds at the same time and maybe you know work on your side hustle to then turn that into something that would be the ultimate if you can do it. Um, but I think from a, from a positive standpoint, make sure that you have a, a very, I guess I get not necessarily a very good understanding, but uh, I've been surprised at how much vision I've had to have in when I've jumped into something new, is being more aware of what's going on and what I want to do or don't want to do or or what should I be doing or what I shouldn't be doing, and also have a lot of confidence in yourself that what you're thinking and what you're doing is maybe okay. Um, and if it's if it's not okay, it's not the end of the world. Uh, the amount of rat holes that I've had to go down uh, and come back out uh, has been very frustrating, but also very educational, um, at the same time. And so, um, that, I guess that would be the, uh, the positive side of it. The, the negative side is why well, I tell you what, it, it's kind of like walking a tightrope without a net underneath.
2: Mm.
1: And it's in a way it's, it's, it's scary Um, I've been more terrified, I guess in the last, let's see, I was, I think I started doing freelance full-time in January of 2019. I don't think I really got comfortable until about June of this year. So it was roughly 18 months of just kind of being like, what am I going to do? And what, what made it even more, uh, of a, I guess of a leap into the unknown was the COVID, like you had mentioned. Uh, COVID uh, not only affected my world, but it it affected everybody's world. And I was really surprised at how interconnected uh, everybody and everything is. For example, uh, most of my bread and butter is with car dealership commercials, car commercials. And uh, who would have guessed that when you shut everything down, now all of a sudden they can't make a car, which means they can't ship a car to a dealership, which means the dealership is doesn't have a car to sell, which means they don't need to advertise that they have cars to sell because they don't have cars to sell. (laughs) And so one thing kind of led to another where all of a sudden I'm doing, you know, many, many commercials a day for car dealerships. And then all of a sudden I'm doing absolutely nothing for car dealerships. And so as I jumped into this, this freelance world, it was like, well, you know what, if, if what I was doing before worked, um, then when I jump in, I really should be okay. And I should be able to make that grow. And I actually lost 70% of my business within about two or three months, um, right off the bat. But that was also a good thing too, because it got me to look other in, into other directions, into other areas. And also, since everybody was being affected by it, not just me, it gave me a chance to maybe, you know, take a look around at what's going on uh, in my industry, what is hot, what isn't. And I found out that there really wasn't anything going on. So my job then at that point was to refocus and say, okay, you're being forced into this freelance world, you've never done anything like this before, learn all you can, because right now you're not doing anything. Anyways, learn what you can, get yourself set up. So when things do take off, you hit the ground running and that made a huge difference, uh, in my world. And it was interesting. When I was let go from radio, I called a friend of mine, um, who was a little higher up the food chain, uh, in, in radio. And the same thing had happened to him a year earlier. And I called him and said, you know, I'm just letting you know this is what happened. I mean, what did you do? Tried to get some, you know, some ideas of what I should do. And the interesting thing he told to me, he told me was the initial phone call he gave me when we got done with the phone call, I was depressed because his world hadn't really done. He hadn't done very well after he was let go from radio. Um, And he called me back the next day and he said, I wanted to apologize first because the phone call, you know, really wasn't all that uplifting, but he says, I had 25 other people just like you, because there was about a thousand of us let go 25 other guys, just like you call me up. And he says, you were the only one that actually had a side hustle and you were already working it. Mm -hmm. So you were way ahead of the curve, already in, in what you were doing. So the other side of this is always have a plan B when you're working on plan a. And, and so that I think helped me out, but yeah, the, this, the, the, the negative part of this is it's scary, you know, cause now all of a sudden everything depends on you. Um, and I thought it would be harder than it was. And I guess the positive part is, is this has actually been easier, even, even because of COVID, It's been a little, it's been a little bit easier than I thought it would be. Um, and if things take off like they should, um, the hardest thing for me is going to be getting used to a different kind of lifestyle. Uh, and that, and, and, and what I mean by that is, is that I used to work basically eight hours a day, but then I had this ridiculous commute to work and back and it was an 11 hour day most of the time. Well, now my days are four and five hours and I'm done. Right. And it's weird, you know, because when you've worked for 31 years doing the exact same thing, when I, all of a sudden I'm looking up and it's two o'clock in the afternoon and I've, okay, I've done everything I can do. I'm looking at the computer screens. I'm looking at emails and there's just, there's just kind of nothing there. And I remember when I was working in radio, I'd look out the window and you'd see the sunshine and be, wouldn't it be nice to kind of just cut out and go do something? (laughs) Well, now I can, now I can do that. But it, but it, it, Trying to get used to that has been, I guess, that has been another negative side of this is getting used to this new uh, lifestyle. And um, I have found out personally that, boy, when it comes to when it comes to getting used to a new a new lifestyle, uh, it takes me way longer than I wish it could. So I wish I was I wish I was a bit more flexible and could enjoy that a little bit more. And I think, like I said, as of June, I've been able to do that. Each day, it gets a little bit better and a little bit better.
3: Yeah, and you can okay. take
1: care of yourself now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too, is that, you know, I'm in fact, when I just, you know, I had the doctor's visit today and, right. and I've been trying to get myself off of the cholesterol medicine, like sure. Like everybody else is on. And today I can now come off of it because, you know, I'm, nice. I'm a little bit healthier and I'm taking all of these nice walks that I've wanted to do. And, and you're right. Taking care of yourself right. um, is, is something that's ultra important. And I'm learning how to uh, also do that now.
0: Mark, I gotta ask you one follow-up question because I heard you say that, uh, about leaders um that you admired and you kind of wanted to follow their coattails. I'd be curious what what were like one or two, maybe three qualities of those leaders that you admired that you would like to share?
1: Well, it's that's a that's a great question. Um I would say there was there were <laughs> There was one one program director I worked for his name was is Jim richards um he made how do, how do I put this he challenged me in 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 ways um that made me a much better producer and a much better person uh, especially at what i do um and he did it in a way which was i thought interesting um he Really demanded a lot of the people around him, but he also gave you an incredible amount of freedom to give you or to give him what he wanted. And so um, I just remember having to work really super hard, but it was probably some of the best Work that I've ever done—the the the promos and the imaging and the stuff that I did for the radio station—I still have that on demo tapes. It's still some of the best work that I'd ever done in in the past. And I, I think he knew what he wanted to do. He communicated really well, uh, you know. And then he also uh, he didn't over he didn't overmanage. I guess you know he would hire the people or he. Like when he came in, I was already there. I think he really quickly was able to evaluate who needed to be managed and who didn't. And he was able to sort of nail everything down. And then he just sort of put everything in, in, into play and, and, and made it happen. And if it's kind of like a football analogy, uh, he's kind of like he was the quarterback. And he knew that, you know, I was going to go out and I was going to do this and do that. Or, you know, I was going to be the, the guy who blocked or whatever it was or the center. Uh, and everybody knew their place. And he knew what everybody should be doing. And he just, you know, he gave us what we needed. The commun- especially the communication side. Here's what you need. Just go out and do the best you can, which basically turned out a much better product uh, uh, for us. And so I think, you know, when it came to leaders with me, it was uh, guys who were uh, guys and women who were very focused, uh, knew exactly what they wanted, um, had a real high level of trust in me. Uh, in what I did and kind of let me do it uh, and as and this is almost contrary to what you guys talk about but um I was one of these guys that I didn't really want to lead per se I wanted to follow somebody who was really good but my main job was make sure they didn't have to deal with my with my department so my my department was production so my job was to make sure that nobody walked into their office yeah. and talked to them about, How things weren't going so well in my department. Um, And as long as they let me do what I needed to do and then backed me up in certain areas or, you know, reprimanded me when I needed to be, um, I was, everything would work out great. And so I was one of those guys that didn't really need to be, I didn't need to be managed. I was a good wingman Mm -hmm. most of the time. Um, And, uh, but uh, I surely didn't mind following, you know, the good ones. The ones that weren't so great, that was a real struggle uh, for me uh, because as soon as you follow somebody who's really a really great leader and find somebody else who doesn't have the same quali- kind of qualities that work for, you know, work for me. Um, then I, I had a real struggle, but it was, it was good to go through that and experience that um, because then in the future, when I would run into, you know, certain kinds of people, I knew exactly what I should or should not, not be doing. Um, but yeah, a leader, a, a good quality leader, to me, is just somebody with great communication. Uh, they know what they want. They communicate it very well, and they also lead by example. I, I'm one of these guys that doesn't really need to be told what to do. I kind of, I can watch what you're doing and, and sort of through osmosis, mm-hmm. figure out okay, that's what you want me to do. Uh, and so, if they would just kind of let me shadow them, I, I, there was times when I would even go in to the office and say, "Can I just watch what you're doing? You know, for the next." hour or so and the good ones would say yeah sure you know come on in here and you you would kind of watch uh, the way they operated but there was also you know the good leaders i had there's also a, a thing that you can't nail down about them mm-hmm. i'm still this jim richards there's still something about him that i i don't understand why he's so great at what he does um, I, 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 wish I could put my, my finger on it, but there was, there was something about him. And the other thing about it was, is that a lot of people didn't like him, mm-hmm. but I did. Um, and which was weird. I mean, in the same building, I had people that I worked with that I liked that didn't like his style of leadership. So I think there's also a style there uh, of leadership. And I know that I seem to have a, a really, really thick skin when it comes to that. Um, after being in the army, um, of course, you know, basic training was, um, to me was life-changing. Um, my, my world went just flipped right completely upside down. I went from one person and turned into somebody that I always wanted to be within that first four weeks of basic training. And there's a lot of yelling and screaming and all kinds of weirdness going on with that. And, but I, I seem to thrive Uh, kind of in that, in that world. So it was, it was it for me having a, a, I guess, a strong leader uh, worked for me. And that's, you know, if we're talking to the young folks, it's, you know, that's the other thing too, about, I think leadership is, is if uh, you know, find somebody that works for you and, 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 watch what they do and and you know kind of be their wingman hang out you know that uh, again open your eyes and open your ears and kind of you know take it all in and try to apply it then to what you're doing or what you may be doing in, with your future
0: yeah it, it sounds like two things with uh you know jim collins always talked about getting the right people on the bus and getting them on the right in the right seats which sounds like yeah. and also uh something we talk a lot about communication really powerful and always learning John, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say here, we're coming up to our quick break, uh, but we will be right back with some more. Mark Erickson, he is the founder and current owner of Ranger Sound, uh, where he produces commercials and voiceovers for companies and radio stations across the country. We'll be right back here on the Limitless Leadership Lounge. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky
2: For all of your voiceover and audio production needs, you can count on Mark Erickson at Ranger Sound. Maybe you need a commercial that stands out to promote your brand. It's time to get Houston back on the road.
1: Introducing new Mountain Dew Ice, made with a splash of real lemon juice.
2: Maybe you need radio imaging.
1: The rock you grew up with. Or any other project local news with tom conklin and the berkshire news network
2: if you need ear-catching audio
1: tonight on
2: NBC, you need it voiced and produced by ranger everyone does it hear more and get in touch with ranger at rangersound.com
1: now back to our tri-generational conversation for emerging leaders Come on, let's head into the Limitless Leadership Lounge.
2: Back here for another tri-generational conversation for emerging leaders. It's the Limitless Leadership Lounge. I'm John Garing. Jo- joined as always by uh, Heroes for All founder and professor Dr. Renuma Kareem and coach Jim Johnson and Mark Erickson, the owner. And uh, right now, can you can you call yourself the CEO of uh, Rangers? Call Sound? myself.
1: I call myself the DEO. It's the Director of Everything or DOE. <laughs> there you right. go. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the Director of Everything. And it, it's on my little the, my signature, and everybody always kinds of laugh at that and I'm like, what does that mean? Well, I'm definitely in <laughs> charge and right now i'm in my world corporate headquarters right now you, right that's the exactly. same right same in kind your of basement deal. right <laughs> well yeah but it's the world corporate headquarters come on jonathan exactly, Jill. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know he is mark yeah. erickson from, yeah. from ranger sound and mark i think you you touched on something really powerful before and you may not have realized it but it it struck me and it probably struck a lot of our listeners too you talked about when you're first started your business right and immediately pretty much right out of the gate you lost 70 percent of your business but then like in the same sentence you started talking about how that was a good thing and we were like huh like but but you talked about how that got you out of this tunnel visioned view of car dealerships right so losing 70 percent of your business turned into a good thing that's really bizarre but but could you elaborate a little bit more about like how making sure that you're not so tunnel visioned is absolutely essential, especially in a creative business like yours and ours
1: yeah, I think you know for me and 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 I don't know if it's obvious to everybody, but if something's not working, stop banging your head against that wall. I guess is the way I look at it um so all of a sudden, you know seventy percent of my work is gone um but there's still work out there. People are still doing stuff. And I've, you know, and with the internet now, I'm able to go on and take a look and see what other people are talking about and what they're doing and things of that sort. And so there were there were people out there who were experiencing the same thing. Some people, their workloads went up and a lot of, a lot of them, everybody went down. And I noticed that everybody who went down, they were all kind of wallowing in this, oh man, everything's down. I'm not very good at that. Um, if things aren't going great, i i i I just i just cannot hang down uh in that um my energy it needs to be positive there's negative energy and positive energy and the negative stuff um it, it just it just does not work for me and and i'm you know, it's kind of funny. I've, I've even said before that I wish I was, you know, more flexible at enjoying what I'm doing, but I seem to be really flexible. If, if I see a brick wall, I, I, I go, okay, don't run into that, go somewhere else. And so um, I also look at uh, negative situations as giant learning platforms for myself. If that's not working now, what else is and what, what can I be doing? And is there a way to take that negative and turn it into a positive? And I did right away when I noticed my car dealerships kind of went away, I actually contacted the folks that I dealt with at college, with the car dealerships to find out why, what was going on instead of just sitting there wondering, go ask them. And so there's one of the guys I'm real friendly with, and we talked for a couple of hours and he explained to me exactly what was going on. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I asked him what he was doing instead of that. And it was interesting. He said he was, instead of doing radio, most of my work when I first started was radio commercials. Well, he said they've moved their money from radio into TV. And I go, really? He's like, yeah. And I said, well, do they need voice people for TV too? And he's like, well, yeah, we need, we need that. And I said, Oh, what, what company do you use? And he said, well, here's the company that I use. And so I thought, Oh, that's interesting. So I went and looked up that company and just on a whim, I thought, well, you know, if they're getting his, if they're getting my money, maybe I can get some too. And so I just, I just sent an email in saying, if you're looking, I don't, I don't know if you guys are looking for, you know, voice talent, but I'd love to get on your, your voice talent roster, if that's okay. And I got a really nice form letter back that said, nah, you know, we're not really looking for anybody and all that other stuff. Well, that's when I decided, Okay this, I can see where this is going and I need to find a way to punch through it. So that's when I started then, okay, how do I market myself? How do I punch through that hole? And um, I, again, I went to the internet, looked around a little bit, saw what the one guy was doing on it. That makes sense. Started doing it. I've now got um, a major me if i get a lot of work from these folks now um after working the 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 system that i learned um of just basically contact you're basically just driving bananas until they just have to respond to you is what it really comes down to um but you do it in a way that doesn't really you know drive them bananas um but it's it's what i what i did is i i decided everybody's going through covid everybody's losing money so i would reach out to these people and talk to them about hey how's your business being affected mine's being affected too i'm sure yours is and a lot of the folks i would get this response back like wow you're the first person that's asked me about that and can i unload and they would they would unload right and they would talk about all that stuff well after starting up these conversations with other folks um i was able to then turn that uh into business and now they're friends and and now we're and now i'm doing stuff with them and doing some stuff that's that's if it works out like i hope it does it could be really really beneficial uh to my career and really take that put that safety net back underneath the uh, the tightrope and make me feel better. So like I said, I try to take the negatives and turn them into positives if I can. And I just kind of just start working the edges, I guess, of the problem and, and try to see if I can't, you know, okay, if it's not working that direction, how do I make it work the other direction? And that that's kind of, I guess, what I do. And it again, it's easier than I thought it would be. Um, and you just need to be a little creative and almost not even creative. You just need to be what I found out is being more human and connect with people instead of begging somebody else for a job. Hey, I'll voice your thing. Just be their friend. I think yeah. everybody needs a friend and yeah. everybody needs you know somebody to care about what they're doing and, and, and their lives too. And so that's kind of my business model now is to become everybody's friend. And then if I can help them out, great. Uh, If not, I can still be their friend. And I also get a little bit of knowledge and kind of get a chance to work, see how they work. And maybe I can then incorporate that into, into my world. So take the negatives. I don't know if, I don't know what, uh, what if it's karate or jujitsu or whatever, but there's a, there's a form of martial arts where they actually do that. That's part of it is, is like, if somebody goes to punch you instead of, you you dodge the punch, but you almost use their punch against them. And I guess that's kind of the way I look at this. I look at if something negative comes my way, use that, that energy and redirect it uh, to your advantage. Um, And uh, it, 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 it seems to work for me and I think it can work uh, for everybody. And again, I just kind of fall into it. It's, it's nothing that I really you know, trained for ahead of times. And again, I lean on, I lean on the internet. I lean on YouTube a lot to learn stuff.
3: It shows yeah. that you are a classic example of growth mindset. Um, so there is those fixed mindset people who will just want their comfort zone and do not want to get out of it while you challenge yourself. And when one door closes, you find other doors. Yes. Open. Yes. And that is an example of the growth mindset, which leaders Um, must have. So you have that. And along that line, I would like to, you were talking about building friendship. Uh, So relationship building and communication, how important do you think it is uh, for any, anyone in any field to lead at, to have a successful life?
1: I think it's now that I've done what I've done. I think it's the most important thing Mm. of of all. Uh, My dad was a manager Um, And I didn't realize exactly what he did for a living. He worked for the U.S. Forest Service Mm -hmm. and he was always in a managerial position. And I often wonder what he what he did. And what I found out later on was that he was really good with people and relationships. My dad really couldn't do anything and and I, and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to you know say that he's a bad guy but when it came to somebody jumping in and actually like you know if you had like a pile of dishes to wash my dad wouldn't wouldn't pick up a rag or, or soap or, or, or something to dry it with, he would get a bunch of people together, get them motivated and have (laughs) them wash the dishes. Um, And, and uh, so he was, he was, you know, when it came to, to people, he was very good at getting people uh, to do that. I don't know how he did it. And I don't have any, you know, I don't have any of those skills, but I've learned that most of my business that I've received since I've gone freelance. And even when I think about all my old Business that I still have. It all started out as a friendship uh, of some sort. I don't think I've really ever gotten, for example, uh, on my website, I have all kinds of demos. You know, here's what I sound like doing this, this, and this. I have never gotten a piece of business from that at all. Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever found the website and went, Oh, Hey, those are, you know, and then I better hire this guy. Cause he sounds great. Um, <laughs> because there are about 4 billion people just like me who are very good, who are very talented, who are probably way better than me uh, at doing voice work. Um, but what I'm really good at is I'm, I'm very good at, 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 at knowing at, at bec- I want to become your friend. Um, I'm interested in what you're doing. And, re- and I really am interested. Um, it's not like I'm interested just so I can get the business. Um, right. And I actually, and, and what I do then is instead of carpet bombing, every radio station in the country saying, hey, I can be the, your, the voice of your station. I'll, f- I'll go, I'll just search the internet. I'll go to a very small city or, or something like that. And I'll, I'll find a radio station that's not the number one, one, or maybe it's one kind of down a little ways, listen to it online. And then I'll email them and say, wow, you guys are really good you know, how are you doing this? Uh, You know, and, and sometimes you get a response. Sometimes you get a response. Sometimes you don't. Um, But I think what happens is, is those people don't hear from anybody ever. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden, and if I hear a radio station and it is really, really good, I let them know, wow, this is, I, you know, I'm sure what you're doing, there's probably only one or two people in your building. You're probably doing everything. And I just want to let you know that from a guy who's on the outside, you really have a great sounding radio station mm-hmm. and then just talk to them and let them talk to me and, 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 and all of that. And um, if they need some help with something, you know, maybe I do something for them for free you know, because, you know, why not, uh, be nice to them and, and, and they'll be nice to you and, and, and kind of go that route. I think I'm finding out that re- the relationships have made all the difference. And even when I go back through my, old oh, I've got a car dealership that I think I've been doing for 25 years. And when I think about it, I originally got the job because one of my other friends didn't want it. He thought, Oh, it's a car dealership in Iowa. <laughs> you know, that's, that's small potatoes. You know, I'm not going to do it. Um, I probably, geez, I I don't know how much, I've probably done $10,000 over the course of 25 years for just one car dealership. And in the meantime, that car dealership has exploded into 25 car dealerships. And not just in Iowa, they're now in Georgia and they're, they're all over the place. And that's also then led me to this other, you know, this other uh, deal making TV commercials. So, and I realized that the guy that, um, that I work with there at that car dealership, um, you know, I've got this wacky name. I was Ranger Bob on the radio. And when he originally met with, met me, and that was again through another friend of mine who happened to be a, a general manager of a radio station that I worked for that recommended this other guy and then recommended me. Um, he thought what a dumb name Ranger Bob was and he's right. It was, um, and so his name was Doug and he wanted a a wacky name. So we always talked about weather. So I started calling him Doppler Doug, uh, (laughs) And now when we communicate with each other, I always call him Doppler. And (laughs) so we've been doing that for 25 years. And I, you know, I follow him on Facebook and every now and then, you know, his kids are growing up and they're going off to college and I'll chat with him about that. And he's a runner. And so I'll talk to him about that. And it's interesting every time I contact him about, Hey, you know, how many miles did you run this morning? I'll be darned if I don't get, you know, a commercial to do later on in the, in the afternoon. Uh, and so the relationships, in my opinion, have been important. And you don't need to have a bazillion relationships. You don't need, like I said before, you don't need to carpet bomb everybody. Um, you just need to, you know, take what you can you know, take on what you can take on and then be, you know, be legitimate with them and, 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 and you know, listen to them, let them, I'm, I'm very, I'm believe it or not, even though I'm talking a lot now, I'm very good at at listening <laughs> and um, I'm generally kind of interested in just about everything and everybody i'm one of those guys that watches the history channel and discovery channel and, yeah. <laughs> and if i can watch somebody fix a train you know yeah. for a whole hour you know then i'll, I'll listen so to, you are curious. to what...
3: you're curious you're curious about life you're curious about yes. people yeah. and i think that is also one of the core element of leadership because me and coach and john we are studying leadership and this is one common characteristic in leaders they're curious about things Uh, curious about people. And also I see you appreciating others for the wonderful things they're doing.
1: Yeah. And I think obviously I think everybody is special in some way. In fact, the way Jonathan and I met um, and we've started a really great relationship and he probably will tell you that he values, he thinks he's getting more out of it, but I'm getting way more out of it. I think that then that he thinks he's he's getting. Um Jonathan's in this it reminds me of myself way back when I started. And so it's interesting to kind of go back and and I can look at the screen here and go wow that's there that's me right there um and watching him same. <laughs> in. Wait, we wear the same clothes and all of that. And so um but it's I think I everybody and, and, and I think some people also forget about the fact that they are. I think everybody is special and everybody has something to offer. Um, and whether it's wisdom or, or uh, an energy level that they have or just a, a simple friendship or an ear or believe it or not, the you know, some of the thoughts um and ideas i get from people just in just in casual conversations has been life-altering and i wish i i wish i had done it sooner i wish i didn't have to wait i wish i didn't wait for radio to get rid of me to go out to figure out you know how to do this
0: the other thing that uh, you know because you've you said so much about relationships which uh, i think we all agree is is such an important part of leadership and building a team i'd be curious because i know you brought it up earlier in the conversation. What's your thoughts on how you build
1: trust in a relationship? That's, I tell you what, that's an easy one for me. Do what you say you're going to do.
0: Awesome.
1: When it comes to retaining a client, a lot of, a lot of voice people like me, I'll hear them come on and go, Hey, I did this job for this one person. I haven't heard from them since. And if you dig a little deeper, you'll find out that maybe they didn't do you know, they, they didn't perform or, or do what they say they were going to do. Like if it was, Hey, I'll have that project to you by this time right. it was there. Or, uh, I know one of the things, um, that my dad was always amazed with, um, um, was how I got back to people, people will email me and I'd, I'd get, you know, I try to get back to them as soon as possible, if I can, but even if it was just a, Hey, I got your email. Yep. I'll get right to that. And you'll have it by this time, or just responding to the fact that they actually uh, got it. Um, I think I've retained my business and keep getting more business because of those things, not because of my voice, not because of the fancy equipment that I have Um, it's it's, I do what I say I'm going to do. Um, And I'll even do more. And I'll even ask if I can do more uh, and let them know that I'm not here just to get their check and to get their money and and to run off. Um, I'm not one of these, you know, you know, I'll do one project for you and then go away kind of kind of guys. Um, And um, because I don't want to be treated that way uh, either. So. I you know if if I feel like I'm being treated like that from the client well then I don't have a client anymore um but I think it comes for me it comes down to that do what you say you're going to do and then do it it, it it's it's just about that simple for me
2: yeah, I think that's powerful and and another thing that you said that was a really powerful mark that that resonated with me was your your positive attitude and your the fact that you're building quality of relationship over quantity of relationship. I think that's really important. And in a world where you read a lot of marketing books and you listen to a lot of people in sales talk and it's kind of cutthroat, it's kind of rough and, you know, this is how you make money and become rich. You're a kind of successful example that's doing it in a more high quality way I mean at least in my opinion in a way that's not you know I'm gonna sell this sell this sell this it's more like no I'm gonna make a relationship potentially even do things for free right yes. and yes still yeah. be successful in fact I, in fact, it, it I don't works.
1: Know, I don't even have a problem doing stuff for free and I know that that may drive some people bananas um but I think at times, um, when people approach me or when I approach them, a lot of times they don't know what I'm doing or you know, what what you, you use your voice to make a living. That that just has you know, how is that possible? And you know, even my parents are still trying to figure out what that means. They they still don't know, you know, what that means. But if you can show them something and uh, do it for free and with and now with the way technology is and the way it's so easy um, to do something and show them. In fact, I've, I've even done things like if I wanted to be a voice of a radio station, I actually listened to the radio station, recorded the radio station. And then I actually redid all of their imaging with my voice and then sent it back to them just to see, you know, instead of like saying, Hey, I can be the guy, here's a sample of what I can do. It's here's what I am going to sound like when I'm actually on your station. Wow. And so at that point they go, Whoa, this guy really went out of his way. You know, it's, it's not like he's just trying to come in here and get something and and, and leave. And so I think if you, you know, if you really jump in and make your mark and show them that you really want to be with them in their, you know, you know, they're, they're doing their job. They, I want their job to be easier. And if I can help them do their job and makes them feel good, it makes me feel good. And then, you know, it, 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 it ripples on, on from there. So the relationship side of it, to me, uh, I'm learning is way more important. And I'm also not a very good sales guy. Um, I, I just don't want to come in there and sell you me and all of that. In fact, I used to say when we were making commercials, there would be the, the most of the commercials you hear on the radio, in my opinion, are usually like this. Hey, I'm this guy. You have this need. I can fix that need. Here's my phone number that you're never going to remember. Here's that address I'm ne- you're never going to remember. Here's this really long email address you're not going to remember. Now let me repeat that all over again really fast so that you remember me but you're not really going to remember me. And I used to say to the salesperson I go, "You know what? If you went into a bar and you were trying to pick up a girl, the last thing you're going to do is walk up to her and go, "Hi." I'm six, four, I'm 250 <laughs> pounds. I can help you with, you know, I, I can, you're not going to talk about yourself. Exactly. You're going to talk about them and get, you know, talk to them on, on, about them. Not, not you. I mean, that's, that it, it never worked for me. Let me put it to you that way. <laughs> and so that's, uh, I, I think that's what you need to do in, in these relationships. It's, it's not about, it's not about me. It's about you. Right. And what can I do for you? Um, and if it's just a matter of being, you know, if I can't do voice work for you, I can still be your friend. I can mm-hmm. still be somebody that, you know, will listen to you um, and maybe help you come up with ideas if you want it. And I'm not going to charge you you know, for that because I can probably, you know, Jonathan, I've done this a lot. We'll talk. And the next thing you know, I come out of his, our conversations with about four great ideas mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, And I didn't have to pay a dime for that, you know, and I've got these great ideas and and move on. And I think that's what, what, how I look at the relationship is it's, it's a way to learn from them. Um, and also then hopefully help them in whatever they're doing to make their life a little easier and and more enjoyable and hopefully to make an impact, you know, on them in a positive way. So
3: that is trust building all the things that you mentioned. It is trust building, and you never know like which uh, information also helps you in the future. Um, in, this, uh, in this aspect, I have a question, like we see the change in innovation and technology is so ex- it's exponential, it's growing like crazy. Uh, one day, one job exists, another day it is, wham, it's gone. Uh, how I, but I have seen uh, I, I, from what the conversation, I've seen that you are a continuous learner. You are trying to learn from everything, from the environment, history channel, discovery, and all this kind of thing. Uh, how important is this continuous learning um, for the future growth? And I want I want to emphasize on this because uh, who knows the radio industry is also changing so fast. Now you don't need to have a radio station. You don't need to be there. So things are changing. So. Are you, like, afraid, fearful, or are you excited about the future that is coming?
1: A little of both. Um, (laughs) You know, for example, you guys are the new radio, right, with this podcast. (laughs) Um, And that seems to be where it's going. Um, I was lucky enough to be in an industry, and it was really cool from, like, 19, like, when I started in 1981 till about 2010, radio was it was the best, but everything evolves. And so, you know, at at that point you need to evolve kind of with it or get out of its way, right? Either get on the bus or get out of the way kind of a thing. The way I look at technology and trying to understand where things are going is, is I never want to give my clients, my friends, a reason to go somewhere else because I don't know something. Mm. Um, for example, when I go on vacation, I bring everything with me. So when they ask me if I, if I can do a commercial for them, the answer is always yes. Mm. And then I do it. Um, I never want to give them a reason to go somewhere else. For example, radio sort of helped podcasting radio started doing a really good job of not servicing the listener. They weren't the listener, you know. You got, you know, you basically can hear the same radio station in every single town you drive through. And in some cases, it is the very same radio station, uh, just on different frequencies all over the place. Radio gave, opened the door to podcasting in some ways and to go somewhere else because with all this technology, you know, back in the 80s, there was radio, there was tv and there was abc mbc cbs and public tv he had four you know in my in my world he had three and in my world it was even worse since my dad worked for the forest service i didn't know there was an abc television network until i was about 17 because we lived so far out in the middle of the, of the <laughs> national forest we never got abc oh. so i i think what and then of course in 85 mtv came on And then all these cable channels went on. There is so much stuff out there for us to be distracted by that you have to be able to meet people where they're looking, where they're at. If you want want to be successful, you know, um, and I guess it all depends on, you know, where you want to go. It also then means, do you want to niche yourself? Do you want to be, do you want to niche Or do you want to try to be everything to everybody? And I've tried the everything to everybody thing. And I found out that that doesn't work for me. And I I don't think it works for a lot of people. So try to find, you know, where, who you, what audience you want to talk to and what angle you want to go with. But also you got to be out there watching what's going on. And there is lots of stuff that I'm missing. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going by me. You know, it seems like every other day there's Instagram, there's all these other things that pop up that I'm, I, don't even know what's, what's, what's going on and that's okay. You know, but if I, but I do kind of know they're out there and I will do what I need to, 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 to sort of learn that. But again, in, in my business, if I can keep my clients happy and if, you know, if one of them says I'm not doing radio stuff anymore and I'm going to put more of my money on the internet, my first thought is, okay, how do I get myself how do I step over and help him with his internet? And I'll ask him how I can help him do that. I don't try to just step in and, you know, Hey, I'm over here now. It's, can I work with him? Because he can pull me into that, that area uh, with him because he probably doesn't know what he's doing either. I mean, that's, that's the other thing too, is I find out a lot of people are kind of like me, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Most of the time, I, I don't think, and it's okay to, I think to admit that And I'll even say that to them, you know, Hey, I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get business. What am I doing wrong? You know, and, and coming right out and actually asking them for a, a little bit of help. And I always get help. I always get some kind of help from them. So I think that's, that's the other thing. It's, it's, it's being there you know, trying to understand what's going on around you and then always using those tools. And then if if that tool isn't going to work anymore, try to find another tool. I'm in a position now where I don't have to look in every single direction i'm now sort of seeing where my focus is so maybe at the beginning you have to you have to really you know you really have to start your big your big search and then after a while you realize okay i don't want to be over here and then you take that away and next thing you know you whittle it down to uh, to to maybe what you want and you stay within you know three or four different areas and try to stay focused there i think there's also danger in trying to be the right. know all for everything you, yeah you sort of yeah lose your mind and,
2: and yeah. And, and, and Mark, we're coming to, uh, we're, we're winded down here, but I think I do want to just touch on one point that you made here and add on to it. Um, not being able to know everything or do everything, but how important then is the value of networking? Because somebody comes to me and they're like, I, I need, I need my haircut. Right. And I've tried to cut my hair and it, it's been a disaster, you, you know, but I, but now I've made friends, really good friends with the barber. And so I could say oh, over there this guy's good. And then they come back to me and they're like, Hey, thanks for the great recommendation. My hair looks great. You know? And, and that's the case with everything. I mean, you need a motivational speaker. You need somebody who's going to give you some you know, leadership tips. I say, Oh, well I know coach Jim Johnson over here. I'm not going to try to do it because I don't have the experience that coach has building that network. I think is so powerful. And, and knowing when I'm going to step aside and actually recommend this other person, benefit them, benefit you make also make me look good because i made a good
1: recommendation for you yes and the networking part of it it's it's actually easier than i thought it would be people love to talk about themselves and what they do Mm -hmm. so contact somebody ask them a question and let them roll and you know and and be genuinely interested in what they're what they have to say ask them questions you know um it's okay not to know what's going on and ask them. And then, you know, next thing you know, an hour later they're still talking about themselves and maybe they start talking with you and you've, you've been interested in what they're doing. And then that's how the whole networking thing kind of starts. People love to talk about themselves at, for, for example, like me, you know, running over time in the, in the podcast thing here. And we'll, we'll talk until, well, until I run out of oxygen in this room, (laughs) I'll I'll keep going. So that that's, you know, when it comes to networking, it's not about selling yourself to that person. It's trying to get them, it's kind of get them to sell them to you i guess and open up a you know open up a pathway so that they you know, instead of and, and and they think you're actually asking questions about them, and you're just trying to get you know more information about them to maybe uh, start a conversation, start a friendship, start a network, and 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 build upon that. And I think that's that, that's I learned a lot about that. Networking used to be a scary word. Marketing used to be a really scary word for me, and it's not as it's not as scary um, as it is anymore. And I think I think I think it's it it's important. Again, it comes back to the relationships. Um, and, and, and build, build one and then build another yeah. one. And then, you know, and then they all start to connect. Right. And then the next thing you know, you've got the answers to every question you want, or somebody within your network knows how to do this, how to do that, how to do this. And, and you're on your way, you know.
2: Yeah. It's kind of an exponential growth. The yes. relationships aren't necessarily a linear growth. Like I need to make friends with everybody. So everybody, yeah, I think it's more like uh, the quality of relationships more important than the quantity. Yes. I feel yeah. like that's very powerful. Uh, Coach, uh, Dr. Kareem, do you have anything else here as, as we wrap up today for Mark?
0: Yeah. Mark I, I just wanted to say uh, that uh, I really appreciate your thoughts today. And uh, you got me stimulated I'm thinking on some different things and, and certainly because we, you know, we hear a lot about relationships, but I think you said some really powerful things that uh, we we often neglect that, uh, the power of relationships and, and as a leader. You know, they, building relationships is so powerful. Uh, what's your thoughts, Renoma?
3: Um, uh, thank you so much, Mark, for this wonderful information. And I feel like uh, I have so much uh, aspects of leadership from you from this one conversation, uh, like open mindedness, mentoring, uh, courage, uh, not focusing on the money, aligning with the passion. (laughs) So uh, me and coach, we are working on a book on leadership. And I think uh, you will be featured in our chapters.
1: (laughs) All right. Yes.
3: So I was nice. making notes of, of all the things you were saying. So thank you so much for this wonderful session.
1: Well, it's been my pleasure, and I, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to come in and talk about a subject that I didn't really <laughs> think I actually knew a whole lot uh, about. And it was very exp- mind-expanding for me um, to, you know, hear your questions and even to try to answer these questions. And I think these are great questions for your for your listeners mm-hmm. to also try to answer too, while while this is playing out. Um, you know, if you want, uh, you know, as, as a listener, if you want to take my position in that and try to answer the questions that were, that came out here, I think it, it's a great way to kind of stimulate your mind and, and get it working in, in that direction and see what kind of answers come out. Because I I bet you, you'll be surprised, you know, um, what, what, you know, and you'll also maybe find out what you don't know. And then maybe you can use that to your advantage, uh, to get more knowledge and and to be a better leader
3: exactly absolutely
2: absolutely and finally mark uh, how can we uh, can we get in touch with you uh, at ranger sound whether we need you know i was going to say whether we need like a, a commercial for our business but i'll also say if we need a friend you know yes. how <laughs> we get in touch with you also
3: opening it to the world now because of the pandemic we now know the world is not usa only
1: Yes, but that's in correct. The world,
3: though you can connect to the whole world market. It is,
1: now. it mm-hmm. is. I do, a, I do, a, I do work for uh, folks in Singapore and in London nice. and all over the place. And it's, it's, you know, other than them being, it's tomorrow there, I think, mm-hmm. I think, or yeah. yesterday or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, it, yeah, I think, um, and again, yeah, contacting me through my website at rangersound.com, not necessarily for voice work, but I'm, I'm ready to talk and ready to, to help you know, you out with, if you need ideas on how to make, you know, how to turn a negative into a positive, or you just need somebody to kind of say, yep, I've been there. I know what you're going through and maybe, you know, help point you in in a, in a direction that you didn't think was there. I think that's the the one thing that I think I'm pretty good at is, is I'm, my brain works in a way that I'm not really in a box all the time. I'm able to kind of find a way out and find somewhere else. Again, it might be a rat hole, <laughs> but, you know you'll, you'll you'll find your way out and and maybe find you know like you said open a door to some other direction and, and and go with it and and the other thing i'd like to say is is that you know if you're a young person do what you love yeah. do what you love and don't worry about if you don't think that that's going to buy a loaf of bread just do what you love because believe it or not it, it probably will turn into a nice career and it, it'll, it won't be a job. It'll be just fun, you know, for, for your whole life. And that, that's what I would recommend. Do what you like, do what you like. Mark Erickson from Ranger
2: sound again rangersound.com to get in touch with him or listen to his pretty cool samples that he's got up there uh, again thanks so much mark for joining us you'll actually hear from mark here uh, at the end again because he's just <laughs> all over this podcast mark you have taken over our podcast <laughs> but it's a good thing we what what great insight you've uh, you've brought to us today so we really appreciate it uh, for coach Jim Johnson for dr. runuma Karim. we'll be back next week on the Limitless leadership lounge Be sure to get in touch with us on Facebook on the Limitless Leadership Lounge, uh, or you can get in touch with any of us individually on Facebook as well. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week on the Limitless Leadership Lounge.
1: Thank you for joining us this week at the Limitless Leadership Lounge. To listen to this episode again and to find previous episodes, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. You can also get in on the conversation. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Then tell three of your friends to join in as well. Coach, Renuma, and John will be back again next week for another tri-generational leadership discussion. We'll talk to you then on the Limitless Leadership Lounge.